This is Wolf's Cast Jeopardy. Let's meet today's contestants, Scott and Neil. And your host, Robert. Welcome to Wolf's Cast, everybody. Another show here, another season preview episode of your favorite Timberwolves podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We're recording this on Monday night, which means we are 48 hours away from watching the Wolves tip off against the Detroit Pistons to start this new, wacky, shortened NBA season. Absolutely, yeah. It's coming up real quick. We got uh, we did a season preview uh, podcast last week with uh, John Meyer um, here from Canis Hoopus, so uh, you can go back and uh, check that one out if you haven't yet. But uh, as we do every single year, we also do another season preview show where it's all trivia. It's all about it's my knowledge, favorite. and uh, it's a game. It's an entire show that is, is all game, and uh, we play Jeopardy. Every single year, this is the fifth annual Wolf's Cast Jeopardy. Wow, what a journey it's been. And, uh, you know, this year, even though it's a different kind of season and we're starting a little bit later than normal, we still have to play Wolf's Cast Jeopardy and um, our faithful host every single year. Um, he's always here for Wolves Cast Jeopardy, and uh, oftentimes he's uh, here for other episodes of the podcast uh, across the Timberwolves season. Everybody, please welcome back to the program, Robert. Hello, Robert. Good to be back. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Scott. I'd like to add that uh, the overall series is tied at 2-2, so this is a critical year for you two. Wow. Wow. Bragging rights on the line. Yeah, because, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show, and, you know, who knows when this podcast will end. Hopefully no time soon. But whoever between the two of us is leading at that time, they will be the grand champion uh, forever and ever and ever. So it really pays to be up. You don't have to be up two. You just have to be up by one. That's uh, right. And, uh, yeah, you can be the, the grand champion of Jeopardy. Um, but yeah, we're gonna like have... if you were to get hit by a bus, I would <laughs> yeah. be at your funeral, being like, "But at least I was up in Wolf's Cast Jeopardy." Yes, yeah, that'll be that'll be the saving grace. Comfort there. you in your grief. That's my eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Robert. Uh, Robert is uh, one of the co-hosts of um, NF- NFC North uh, podcast called Kings right. of King, the North. Kings of the North. Uh, we always like to talk about that show. It is the sibling uh, show to this podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh, it doesn't. You don't. Ha- uh, we always say you don't have to watch football. You don't have to like football to enjoy uh, the Kings of the North. So, Robert, why don't you let us know how this season has been and uh, what you guys have been up to over there on Kings of the North this year? Uh, Kings of the North is really this season in particular has really taken a turn for the bizarre. Um, We've been heavily influenced by a show that maybe you guys have seen called On Cinema at the Cinema, where the the basic uh, premise of the show is that they're supposed to be like reviewing movies and everything, but it ends up just being goes completely off the rails, and every all the hosts have all these crazy personal issues that they that bleeds into the show. So that's kind of the way we've gone right now um, this season. One of our, we suspect one of our co-hosts is is plotting to kill the other co-host. Um, I've You've gotten, lost ownership of your podcast briefly. Yeah, we lost ownership of the podcast, and it was very briefly turned into a true crime podcast. Um, I got I got tangled in with the mob. Um, 
it's just a lot of weird stuff that's going on, but we occasionally will talk about football. Um, this week we talked about conspiracy theories, our favorite conspiracy theories. Uh, so there's some football. We kind of skim the surface of what's going on, but then we cover a lot of other wacky, zany stuff. And we just have a good time. We try to make people laugh and make people smile. And if you like football, I guess that's a bonus, but definitely North. not necessary. Now with an all-time low of football content. <laughs> oh, man, it's been going. It's been nosediving since the very first season. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's based, football is the excuse for us to get together. And then after that, it just goes anywhere we want it to go. So it's definitely a good time, though, and we're heading into the playoffs, and who knows what kind of wacky stuff that's going to bring. Nice. Well, yeah, we will uh, we'll have that linked up in the show notes, although I think a lot of people listening to this know all about it. You know, again, it's been year five, and I'm pretty sure you've been you know, doing Kings of the North for like three years, maybe four years. This, even, is, so. uh, this is season four. Nice. Four yeah. Yeah. A long so. running show. Oh, yeah. The longevity we didn't think it would there. last this long. So, <laughs> but it has. So, yeah, it's all gravy now. Nice. And, um, you know, also, you know, you know, we're talking, you know, last week we talked to John Meyer season preview style. And, you know, yeah. sometimes, as we mentioned, Robert will fill in for me when I'm out of town and gets to be on the show a couple of times, handful of times per year. But, you know, with uh, sometimes with, just as much as you, yeah, depending on be, your touring schedule, yeah, 50 50 some years. Got pretty close these last couple of years. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, with, uh, you know, shows and tours not happening, I'm just, you know, I'm just right here in the house. And so it kind of seems like full time, you know, yeah, full time podcast host at this point. So, you know, I wanted to give you a little time here to, you know, let us know what you're thinking about for this uh, Timberwolf season. What are you most looking forward to? And or maybe like what you're worried about or I don't know. What, what, are, what are some brief thoughts about how you think the Wolves are going to do this year? Uh, so as a longtime Wolves fan, I've grown to be pretty pessimistic. Uh, yes, so yes. I think the list of AKA things to be realistic. worried about, yeah, realistic, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the list of things to be pessimistic about far out uh, is far greater than the list of things to be optimistic about. But that being said, um, I'm trying not to let the whole draft pick to Golden State thing get me down too much. I think there still can be still can be a successful season, even if we. Uh, don't make the playoffs and have to give away our pick just based on get getting some of our young guys some run, particularly Anthony Edwards. The other thing that I'm going to be looking at is how how good of a job does Ryan Saunders do in getting all these pieces together and figuring out a rotation and figuring out defined roles for everybody. I'm going to be interested to see Gerson Rosas, what he does with this roster. Uh, before the trade deadline, we all know that he is always looking for opportunities to shake things up and maybe get in a bigger name. Um, so the on-the-court product, I'm I'm optimistic it'll be a fun brand of basketball, that it'll be up-tempo, a lot of highlights and everything. Um, defense is obviously the biggest concern uh, for the Wolves. Um, but... You know, if they can win games 130 to 127 or something like that, that'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. Um, Hoping everyone can stay healthy. That's the other big thing Um, is uh, last year was kind of a lost season just because of all the injuries and everything. But um, I'm very, very intrigued and interested. Despite my pessimism for wins and losses, I still think it's going to be a very compelling season and a lot of things you can really sink your teeth into. So. Um, the big things for me are going to be Anthony Edwards, 
Um, D'Lo and Cat, if they can get a solid synergy between the two, and then what Rosas is thinking, like if the team doesn't start off that well, are you looking to shake things up right away? Uh, if they're doing okay, but you feel like you're missing maybe uh, one or a, a certain piece to really push you over the top into playoff consideration, all those things. So uh, the West and just the NBA as a whole is just really, really wacky this year, and I think the Wolves fit right into that. Uh, yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun, and again, I'm just hoping everyone can stay healthy and that the season, there's not some you know catastrophic problem with the season with COVID and everything like we saw with like baseball and some of these other sports where COVID has really impacted things. So um, I'm just looking forward to basketball, you know, yeah. just being on TV, Jim Pete and uh, Benzie uh, feels like it's been way too long since I've heard their voices. So uh, just really excited. And if the wins come, the wins come. Yeah. It's been so long. That's their thing. As far as like last year too, without towns and stuff, it was just like, man, it feels like it's been like two years since this team has like had a full squad together or something like that. So just to keep everybody healthy and play the games is like <laughs> going to be a good step forward in a lot of ways with how long yeah. it's been since the wolves have played, especially when you count in, you know, played with all their right guys and stuff like that. I think it's interesting. You bring up like the move, like the trade potential too. I think that was illuminated a lot, you know, this weekend with the, the, the maligned move of, uh, you know, oh, yeah. cu- cutting Hollis Jefferson and, you know, kind of some of the party line there is all right. They want to stay flexible and be able to take back a guy in any sort of move like that. And so they're going to go into the season with 14 instead of 15. And so that is something we didn't really talk about too much in the other season preview of like, could be moves on the horizon, especially with the reputation that Rosas comes in with and has, you know, lived up to it. Living here is just, or, you know, working here is like, all right, he's always open to all these moves and well, stuff. Well, who do we have the most front office ties to? It's the Nets, yeah. the Portland Trails Blazers, and the Houston Rockets. It yeah. feels like we're always, Philly, yeah, Philly, yeah. yeah, it feels like we're always, you know, trading with those guys. We've got a lot of former players on our team from uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And, you, you just hear rumors that if there's going to be a Harden trade, yes. Minnesota definitely wants to be the third team that's facilitating it to make some of it work. So, mm-hmm. you know, with with Rosas and his connections and Gupta and being able to pull off trades, you know, if that Harden thing does happen, I wouldn't be surprised if we were the, you know, the WD-40 loosening up the wheels. Right. That's right. Take back right. some get, stuff. Get uh, PJ Tucker. PJ, P, PJ Tucker for our trouble, yeah. I, found, yeah. I heard today he is 36 years old. That is, I did not know. I knew he was old. I did Impressive. not know he was that old. He's one of the oldest players. In Grizzled the veteran. Yeah, still getting it done too. So that's still yeah. pretty good. Um, great. And he's then, a young thirty-six. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He can still he can still do it. Um, and then finally, before we play the game of Jeopardy here, Robert. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, all three of us go way back. We all grew up in Farmington together, and. Um, I think I, one of my early, I just think like, you know, growing up around you and, and knowing you, like you are a Jeopardy fan. Like that's the main reason we do, we do Jeopardy here on Wolf's cast is not because Scott and I like it. It's because you <laughs> like it. And because it's a, it, it works well, I think for, for podcasts in a way. So, um, you know, you, I remember you just always, you're one of those guys always watching, you know, every single night watching the, watching the Jeopardy and, and, um, and I don't know, this year has, has been a tough year for Jeopardy with the, the pass, passing of Alex Trebek and, and all that. So I don't know how, what are your feelings on that? And, and sort of what has Jeopardy meant to you over the years and where, where's Jeopardy in your life right now? And then talk about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeopardy has been a big part of my life since i mean my dad got me into jeopardy he was always a big fan um so pretty much for as long as i can remember i've been watching jeopardy um i was a big fan of rock and roll jeopardy 
as well. VH1, right? VH1, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. <laughs> um, so I, I've always enjoyed trivia. I've always enjoyed uh, just some of that minutia sort of stuff. It feels um, like that's because you watch Jeopardy. It's not like you like yeah, trivia yeah. and then you watch Jeopardy. It's like, no, I grew up on Jeopardy, so now I love trivia. Yeah, I think Jeopardy was instrumental in getting me into trivia and getting me interested in, you know, presidential history or geography and all <laughs> state, those kind State of, capitals. Yeah, state capitals. That was a big one, yeah. yeah. But all those Jeopardy mainstays. Uh, in terms of the passing of Alex Trebek, it is tragic. I will say that he had... He had a great run, and I also feel like it's it's nice that it wasn't anything sudden, really. And so he did get the recognition that he deserved and the love. Um, in terms of where Jeopardy goes from now, I know that like in the interim, they're they're finishing up all the episodes that they recorded with uh, Trebek, and I think they're going to do some like best of sort of stuff, and then they're going to roll with Ken Jennings for a little while. And then there's a whole list of people who have been, uh, been speculated to be in the running for uh, Jeopardy, the new Jeopardy host. No one's ever going to be able to fill Trebek's shoes, but it's definitely going to be different. But the, the the format being the same, and you know, Trebek was so just so good at being able to just sort of facilitate everything. You know, he gave you definitely got his personality in there, especially when they interviewed the uh, contestants. Uh, but the format is just so solid and it's so unique and it's such a, it, it's, it's such a mainstay in American culture these days, uh, that I'm, I'm confident that it's going to stick around and it's going to be, uh, it's still going to remain popular. Do you have a preferred candidate that you're kind of hoping will get the gig? Mm, boy. I mean, I've heard some crazy, I've heard some ones like, um, honestly, I like Ken Jennings quite a bit. I think that he doesn't really yeah, bring it seems a whole like it should be his star job power. To lose. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really bring a whole lot outside of the Jeopardy kind of uh, circle of, of people. Who else is uh, watching? I mean, heard, does, who yeah, cares? I guess. Who yeah. Cares, I mean, really? I've heard like Dan Patrick. Um, I think I might. So they might go for a, like a proper host, like someone who's done, yeah. done it before. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people who are interested interested in taking it. Um, yeah. It's a good game. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be. You're not going to be able to please everybody uh, with who you with who you uh, choose just because Trebek is everybody. Everybody loved him, and whoever they bring in is going to be, you know, there's going to be some detractors just because no one's ever going to be able to fill his shoes. But you should get like um, Summer Sanders or Mike Summer Summers. Sanders. Oh, Mike's yes, Nickelodeon. Some, Michael Malley. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah, old Nickelodeon. Mark host. Summers. Michael, Michael Malley, Malley would yeah. be great. Oh, Mark Summers. Mark oh. Summers. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Double I'm getting, there. All, yeah, double, <laughs> double dare. What would you do? Yep, all the classics. Yeah, that that proven track record. We'll find Go out. Go Nickelodeon from twenty five years ago. Maybe so, they've yeah. been listening to Kings of the North. It'll be you. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the dream. I mean, I'm certainly, I certainly wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> right. Um, and right. hopefully, well, think, hopefully today's game will you know bolster my resume. Right. I that's think right. if they were listening to our season previews, that'd be even better. That's they, right. They get yeah, a taste yeah. of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> the other reason we do Jeopardy is because I haven't figured out the logistics of Wolf's Cast Family Feud yet. Right. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. It's tough. We'll get it. We'll get it figured out. Yeah. You need to get a hundred people to do a survey of that's yep. tough in COVID times. And we have to find a, a Family Feud super fan to run it for us. Oh man, you know? if we could get enough people for a survey though, and I could choose like what oh. Timberwolves questions to ask them. That 
could be very interesting. He surveyed yeah. 100 Timberwolves fans. Yeah. yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, good. Well, uh, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Alex Trebek. And uh, let's uh, let's play some Jeopardy here. Let's play some Wolves cast Jeopardy. Yes. Uh, Robert, what do you have for a, for a board for us? Let us know the rules. How is this different from normal Jeopardy? And what do we have for categories? Okay, so Wolves cast Jeopardy, we're going to have four categories and point values are going to go from 100 to 400. So a little bit different from normal Jeopardy, condensed a little bit. Um, there's one daily double on the board. Um, the daily double, whoever chooses it, it's there. They get the question. Uh, the other contestant doesn't get a chance to ring in on that. If you get the question right, obviously you get that point total. If you get the question wrong, you subtract that from your point total. All question, all Everything must be given in the form of a question. Um, and if someone gets it wrong, the other contestant has a chance to uh, to a- answer the question or they can uh, just pass on that. Uh, you two have you, your own signaling devices. Uh, why don't we do that? So that's Scott, the squeaky Scott. Yep. And Maraca Neal. Right. Uh, and you guys have noisy. You guys, I, you guys, I think admirably have decided to kind of go on the honor system, and you yeah. will kind of give the uh, you'll you'll give the call as to who rang in first, and if if you need, I'll be a tiebreaker. We'll be the judges. Yeah, on we this, we uh, unfortunately yeah, right. couldn't have Robin's studio because yep. of everything. Yep. You know? Yeah, yep. and exactly. one other question, and this always comes up in the explain Neil the rules of Jeopardy. Do you have to finish <laughs> saying the the question or whatever? Yes. Or the, or the Thank answer you for before? reminding me. Yeah. Yes, so you one. need you do need to let me finish the uh, finish the answer right before you before can you ring in, in and right. give the question. That's where yes, we get a lot exactly. of the tiebreaker. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, and just we'll, for we'll, it'll be fun. We'll be first okay. timers who are listening along. Rob laid down the rule, but we're usually very lenient when Neil doesn't answer in the form of a question. We're not going to take the point away from him if that were to happen. Yeah, are we lenient usually, with you as well, or yeah. just me? Do I get the leniency? You both, uh, you both get lenient. We both get Trebek lenient. used to kind of... Historically, one of us has had more of a problem with it than the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when Trebek would... When that would happen with Trebek, he would usually just sort of give kind of a pause and let them mm, correct themselves I see. a little bit. <laughs> so I kind of follow in that that uh, school of thought. That legacy, nice. Give them the rope. Yeah, exactly. Either, you know, right. pull themselves out or right. hang themselves with. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's everything. Uh, okay. Do you guys have any questions before we get rolling? I think we're ready to go. What do we have for categories this year? Okay, so four categories. First category Opening night, starting fives. What I'm going to do in this category is I'm going to give the year, and then I'm going to give four players in the starting lineup of opening night. Oh, my God. I love Um, this. I'm already all aboard this. (laughs) And you need to tell me the missing starter. Next category is nicknames. Ooh, we should be good on this. Yeah, this is via basketball reference. (laughs) Um, which we know there's some weird nicknames that no one's ever heard of, but somehow end up on basketball reference. Um, <laughs> Col- third Col-Sor. category. Yeah, <laughs> third category is Timberwolves Inc. This has to do with tattooed Timberwolves. Ooh, such past, a good one. <laughs> past and present. And final category is simply trades. 
Nice. You don't have details. any Timberwolves ink, do you, Neil? You have a wolf. I have, a, I have one tattoo that counts as my t- as my Timberwolves. You tattoo. have ba- yeah, and you also have basketball tattoos. Yep. Yep. So. yep. But no, like uh, explicit like Ricky Rubio yeah. face or something like that yet. Right. Yet. <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty of room there. So yeah. Uh, if I remember right, Scott, you won last year, right? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm going to go ahead and give you control of the board then, and let's get rocking and rolling. All right. I love is that from rock and roll? Is that what they say in Rock and Roll Jeopardy on VH1? Let's get rock uh, and I roll. don't. Maybe. Maybe Jeff Probst said that. Um, Wait, Jeff Probst back. was the host? He of hosted Jeff. pre-Survivor. Yes, pre-Survivor. Oh my he was god, the host we're gonna have to go Jeopardy. watch that. Jeff Probst launched is, him. That is one of my top three TV show hosts, a game show hosts, or Viacom whatever. Family. Right he's there. great. He, he, he was, I, w- I would love him on Jeopardy, but he's so he good at fantastic. his job. Man, yeah. what a pro. Okay. <laughs> now I, I'm literally, I'm just flabbergasted. I'm literally going to watch Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Yeah. YouTube. Shout out to Meg. It's on she, YouTube. She'll, yeah. she'll watch it. All right. Here we go. I'm going to get started with nicknames for 400. Wow. Nicknames for 400. The Mutant. This is. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Yeah, that's uh, Scott. Who is Malik Beasley? That is correct. I had never heard that nickname before. Uh, I, I encountered it, and then I also saw when I was looking at everyone's Instagram followers for last week's show. He has like a bunch of like spinoff companies or businesses that he works, and one of them is named like the Mutant or something. So mutant branding, M- yeah. mutant energy drink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, wow, good call, paid off. <laughs> All right, All right. I'll keep it going. The board with four hundred uh, nicknames for three hundred. Nonstop. Scott. Got it. Yep. Uh, who is? Hot Okogi, a.k.a. Josh Okogi. That's correct. All right. Let's keep on this category. We'll go nicknames for 200. Ant-Man. Got in there that time with the ring. He hit the mic so you could really hear it. Oh, I got to shake this maraca. (laughs) Uh, Who is Anthony Edwards? Yes. You guys are perfect so far. Neil, you have control. All right. I'm I'm going to go away from the nicknames. Maybe that's bad form to not clear out the, clear out the so. column. No. I'll go uh, Timberwolves Inc. for 200, please. Timberwolves Inc. for 200. As if his large size wasn't intimidating enough, he has a tattoo of a knight on a pile of skulls on his left arm. Oh. Yes. I didn't wait. Snail. I didn't wait until the, que- the answer was over. That's <laughs> I try bad. to like enunciate it so you know when I'm done. Yeah. Uh, All right, who, Neil. Who is Nikola Pekovic? Yes. Maybe best tattoo in Timberwolves history? Yeah, legendary. It's up there. All right, let's do Timberwolves Inc. 300, please. All right. He tattooed the logo of his sneaker and clothing brand on the side of his head. Scott. Who is Stefan Marbury? That's correct. All right, I'm going to go back and clean out nicknames for 100. Nicknames for 100. D'Lo. Who is Scott. D'Angelo Russell? Nice. Wow, you guys are on fire. We don't like those nicknames where it's just first and last name. Literation kind of, of their name. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Although D'Angelo, I guess, is all about his first name. D'Lo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and do uh, trades for 100. Trades for 100. The Timberwolves had the big balls to bring in this aging point guard in 2003 in a trade that sent out Joe Smith and Anthony Peeler to Milwaukee. Neil. Who is... Sam Cassell, two S's, two L's. That's right. Good Live work. by the big balls, die by the big balls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's do trades for 200, please. This big 
trade in 2010 sent out this big man to Utah for Costa Kufus and two second, two first round picks. Scott, who is Big Al Jefferson? That's right. We we couldn't draft Demarcus Cousins because we already had Al Jefferson on our team, and then we traded him like a week later. He was blocking. Too good. (laughs) Big Al's too good. Could could not could not pick uh, could not pick Cousins. All right, I'm going to do uh, trades for 300. 2006 saw the end of this Timberwolves tenure when he was traded along with Michael Oluwakandi to Boston for Ricky Davis and others. Who is As the big ticket, Kevin Garnett? That is incorrect. Oh, no. Can you, you read know? it again? 2006 saw the end of this Timberwolves tenure when he was traded along with Michael Oluwakandi to Boston for Ricky Davis and others. I'm also sort of guessing here, but I'm gonna go, I'm behind. I gotta go for it. Who is Wally Zerbiak? That is correct. Ah, oh, yes. Man. So you also have to deduct Wally from World. my from my score as well. Wow, that's a big swing. Yeah, yeah. Right, just hurts. to update everybody at home on we're about halfway through the game now on scoring. Um, Scott is in the lead with 1,000 points, and uh, I'm trailing with 800 points. Yeah, Anyone's game. Anyone's that game. That one made it a that lot daily, closer. Daily double still out there. Daily double still in the house. Let's do trades for 400, Robert. That is the daily double. Oh, ah, no. Ah, no right. way. So this is all so, me. I don't have to ring on. in. All right. You don't have to ring in. You oh, said bid. it. You said it. <laughs> yeah. You can I'm bid done. as much or as oh. little as you'd like. As much of my total? Correct. Yeah. Um, hmm. I will, I'll, I will just go 400, please. 400. Okay. So this is just for you. In 2009, the Wolves traded Randy Foy and him to Washington for Eton Thomas, Darius Sangaila, Alexi Petrov, and the pick that became Ricky Rubio. Who is Glass Mike Miller? That is correct. <laughs> Man. Okay. That now, is one of the biggest now, steals now I in Wolves take, history, by the way. Yeah, it, it's very underrated. Yeah, we did the trade ranking. Or we did the, it was a draft draft night ranking. We did the power rankings of draft nights, and that was a was that a draft night trade? Yeah. I yeah. think it was a few days know. before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to take the kid gloves off now. No mercy. <sighs> All right, yeah. Neil, you're up. There's still an entire category left, and two and wait. So Neil bet 400. So does he get 400 points or 800 points for getting that right? 400. Four hundred. Okay, he got it right. He got it right. I was trying to make sure he wasn't cheating himself out of some points that he might be owed. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now I'm up twelve hundred to one thousand with uh, six six questions remaining on the board. Um, Let's do opening night starting fives for two hundred, please. Two hundred. Okay. The 2017 opening night roster: Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Taj Gibson, Jeff Teague. Scott. Who is Jimmy Buckets Butler? That is correct. All right. I'm going to do uh, Timberwolves Inc. for 400. This newly re-signed Timberwolf has the Eye of Providence, an eye enclosed in a triangle, tattooed on his right arm. Neil. Who who is Beasley? Who is Malik Beasley? That is incorrect. Oh. Who is Juancho Hernan Gomez? That is correct. Ooh, what was that, 400? That's yes. a 400. Dang, I'm down, and Scott's back up. Yeah. 
So score update. Scott has 1,600 points. I have 800 points. Still playing. You're still in. Uh, you're still in range, though. All right. Let's do Timberwolves Inc. for 100. Okay. This Wolves point guard stays close to his roots with a Louisville tattoo on his left forearm. Hmm. Oh, I know. Neil. Who is D'Angelo Russell? That is correct. Good one. Good one. I figured it out, right. but not qu- as quickly as you. All right. Three more left in opening night starting fives. All right. Opening night starting fives for uh, 300, please. All right. 2003. Kevin Garnett, Sam Cassell, Fred Hoiberg, Michael Olawa Candy. Neil. Who is Mike James? Is incorrect. Oh. Um, I've so I might lose points if I get this wrong. Yeah, so you can let it pass or you can take it's, a shot at it. I have it between two people. It's either going to be Wally or it's going to be Latrell. But uh, I'm going to okay, I'm going to say it's Latrell Spreewell. That is correct. Nice. Spree. Spree. All right, let's do uh, Timberwolves starting fives for 400. 2016, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Gorgie Jang, Ricky Rubio. That is Neil. Uh, Who is Zach Levine? That's correct. Was that, which one was that? 400. That's for 400. That's big. There's one more left. You guys ready? Yep, uh, just a moment. Scott's up 1,900 to 1,000. Yep, let's go for the last one on the board. Okay. All right. 2019, Carl Anthony Towns, Trevion Graham, Jeff Teague, Robert Covington. Scott. Who is Andrew Wiggins? That is correct. Wiggs, looking bulky. Yeah, looking big. All in the arms, though. You can't skip leg day, Wiggs. <laughs> it's all the glamour muscles. Yeah, exactly. All buys and tries. All right. So what's the score right now? Scott has doubled me up. It is Scott has 2,000 points, and I have 1,000 points as we enter uh, final, final Jeopardy here. All right. So I'm going to give you the category, and you're going to send me your bids. You can bid as much or as little as you'd like. All right. And then after I get your bids, I will give you the clue. So, final Jeopardy category. Champion Wolves. Champion Wolves. Sorry. I almost put it in the group text with Neil and you. That's not the right way to do things. (laughs) Mine's already in. Yep, I got Neil's. Okay. I got Scott's. Can Can you bid zero? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's one dollar. He said one dollar is the $1 minimum, minimum amount. Okay. So, or yeah. else you have to leave the set. You're not even allowed to watch or listen <laughs> to right. it. You just have to yeah. go get your care package of encyclopedias. They won't give you any of the parting gifts, even if you get third. Wow. Uh, all right. So I got your bids. Now I will give you the clue. And then we're, yeah, we're, and then we're also just messaging and you're gonna, you. You're going to message it to me. Yep. Got it. One of three former Timberwolves who have won both NCAA and NBA championships. I was just getting into this rap thing. J-Squad. One of three former Timberwolves who have won both NCAA and NBA championships. So we just have to give you one of the three? One of the three. If you want to show off, that's fine, too. All right, we got Scott. I'm still thinking. 
Hmm, I wonder if this person's on the list. I'll have to ask you afterwards. It's not a long list. No. NCAA champions. Wow. And then went on to win the whole thing. That's right. You have to believe that Tyus Stones will one day join this list. <laughs> yeah, Memphis, dude. Dark Horse championship candidate. They're on their way. <laughs> I was going to try and come up with more. I can only come up with one. Well, that's all you need. Okay. I know, but I wanted to, wanted to do more. Show off a little bit. Okay. I think there's one easy one, and then I don't know I don't know what the others would be. I'm excited to hear the rest. I have right. some guesses, but we'll yeah. see. All right, so... Uh, you both guessed the same, uh, the same player. One of the three is Corey Brewer champion with Florida and with champion. Dallas. So um, Scott bid 100. So that puts oh. him up to 2,100. Neil bid 999, which puts you up to uh, what 1,999. So Ooh. Scott, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, a younger, a, more reckless me would have bid it all, but I've learned my lesson after my first. You just two had to bid one dollar. the game should, a little if, bit. This is if a three. Only you could build one, bid uh, zero. Right. So yeah. Didn't even need to do it. A three peat now. Now the wow. other is in the first two. The other two. Do you, you guys yeah. have any guesses? Okay. I was wondering. Thing, is, is Mike Miller one? No, Mike okay. Miller is not. Is one. Mo Williams one? Mo Williams is not. Okay. One. My question is: Does Mario Chalmers count? That was one that I would have accepted. That's a. Uh, because he was drafted oh, by was drafted the Wolves. By, so he never Kansas? played a game. Kansas? Kansas, yeah. They beat I put, Derek Rose's Memphis mm, uh, wow. team. Good call. I put Mario Chalmers optional uh, next to the other two. Um, I can't even think of who else it would be. Not Luol So there's Dang. one that was actually a big-name player, and he had a very short stint with the Wolves. He won his championship with Kentucky, and he won his NBA championship oh, with Miami. Oh, I was going to say Tayshaun Prince. Um, Kentucky with Miami. and Miami, Kentucky and Miami. Um, it uh, is it. Who was on Miami? Who was on those LeBron Miami teams? Uh, who played with Kentucky? Who said it was a LeBron Miami team? Aha! Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, the D Wade Miami team. Um, Shaq. Man, I don't know it. Who is it? It is Antoine Walker. Ah, mm, that's a deep cut. Dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. The other. The other one um, is one. This is a really deep cut. Uh, he won his won his uh, championship, his uh, NCAA championship uh, with Kansas, and won his NBA championship with the Golden State Warriors. Again, brief stint with the Wolves. Brandon Rush. Oh, Brandon Rush, champion mm. at every level. Interesting. He played almost. Yeah. He played a whole year with the Wolves, or like three fourths of a year. Or something yeah, like he that. played. He played one year, I think. Yeah, he's supposed to supposed to be a solver shooting woes. That's a great uh, final Jeopardy right there. I wonder how many of everybody listening right now got that one and was yelling it out. Maybe all knew, you know. I think a fun Corey, I think, was home. pretty. Corey was a yep. good was a good one. Although I think he kind of got overlooked on that Dallas team. But yeah, not a whole lot of uh, very few players have won both, and even fewer still have graced a Timberwolves jersey. So. There you go. All right. Well, that's a wrap on another great game of Wolves Cast Jeopardy right here, 2020 edition 
of Wolf's yes. Cast Jeopardy uh, with with uh, with Robert in the house. Robert, thank you so much for for putting this game together every year. You're always you're always uh, down to to be the host and to you know. I know you're 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 into playing. You know you're into playing the game. I'm sure you might actually rather be on the other side of this where we're quizzing you, but instead you dutifully put this whole game together to uh, pit two brothers against each other. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, next year I'm looking forward to having you back in the studio. Oh yeah, in person. Right. We'll have the whiteboard. Not, we'll be erasing stuff. Not only hosting post-it notes, but yeah. also for inevitably when Neil goes on tour next fall. That's I mean, right. I mean, you and I can chop it <laughs> up. Yes, I hope I will be the one on Zoom next year, away from here, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Robert, uh, thank you so much. And again, check and make sure everybody out there check out Kings of the North. And um, yeah, check out uh, yeah Robert and and, and uh, Jared and, and Matt Pullum and all, all the cast of characters, the wide again growing growing cast <laughs> of of uh, you know characters and, and lore that's happening over there at Kings of the North. Who knows if there will be any football uh, on this podcast uh, next year? It might just turn into something totally different, and that's the beauty of the show, I think. Right? Yeah, it's uh, it, we we never know what's going to happen from week to week, and gotta say I'm always looking forward to. Wolves cast, that's another, I mean, you get the NBA basketball, but then you get uh, Wolves cast along with it, which is beautiful. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear you guys uh, break down the season all have, year. So uh, it's an embarrassment of riches right now. Do we have any uh, predictions for the next week uh, in terms of anyone going to receive a Timberwolves holiday present maybe? Or I we are going to play four games before we come back for our next podcast next yeah. week. Pistons, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers. Ooh. Better win them against the Pistons because those seem like three straight losses afterwards. But, you know, who knows? Maybe winning in L.A. against the defending champs will be just the boost this young team needs. Yeah, who knows? Who even knows if LeBron's going to play in in December or January, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like there could be a lot of resting, so it's kind of hard to necessarily mark off these playoff teams as as losses for the Wolves. But, yeah, we'll we'll know a lot more here in a week about how rotations are going to go and just sort of where everybody's at to start this season. And we'll get a feeling about how we uh, defend teams with lots of big men. Well, that's that's right. one of the big questions that season. The, so, if we'll the Wolves were to, if the Wolves were to be a surprise team and sneak into the playoffs, this would be a great week to kind of announce that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll show, see. Them, show them how exactly how good that offense is going to be, and maybe how average the defense is going to be. About that. I'll we'll take see. below average. How non-abysmal. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a step up. Awesome. All right. Well, we did it again. The fifth annual Wolf's Cast Jeopardy is in the books. Thank you so much, everybody, uh, uh, listening to this show and uh, supporting us here. And uh, we'll be back, uh, yeah, after after the holiday break here with uh, another We'll get you before Wolfscast. the new year. We'll get you one more in 2020, uh, this, this cursed year. Uh, send, I always say this is a good one to send to your friends. Maybe you have friends who are Jeopardy fans and... Uh, they haven't listened to the pod before. I feel like this is the most accessible pod we do every year. So, uh, you know, be a bro, be a be a sis. I don't know. Mm, yeah, sis <laughs> is good. Or or be neither. Yeah. Be whatever you want, That's and right. uh, just share this with your friends and family. And we would appreciate it because, you know, as much as we love our audience, we could always use a few more. All right. Until then, go wolves. <laughs>